Welcome to Odd Drummer Gaming, the podcast about stuff. My name is Edmund. This is a bonus episode. A ghost... Oh, gosh. An Odd Drummer Gaming bony, if you will, that's ripped off from Ghost Town podcast from Rebecca Lieb. And I plan on talking about the 3DS eShop, but we'll see where the conversation takes us. Um, the 3DS eShop will be closing soon, um, within the year, um, like March 2023. So it's been on my mind, you know. So I want to talk about it, if that's okay. Jesus. I'm going to turn the gain down because it's getting a lot of mouth noises. Here's here's the thing. I was using... So I don't know if anyone noticed any audio changes, but... In previous episodes, I was using the Blue Yeti. And in this episode, I am trying out the Audio-Technica ATR2100. And it's a very popular po- uh, microphone. If you look up... Cheapest intro microphone for beginners. This one usually comes up. It's about 80 bucks. I, I don't know if it's on the market now. I think they've um, come out with more recent versions of it. And it's about... Oh, there's my dog. See, I don't know if you can hear that because I recently did some cursory research, like 30 seconds of reading through an article entitled Blue Yeti versus the ATR2100. And the gist of it, if I can remember, is, you know, the ATR2100 is a fine microphone. It looks very basic, looks like a standard handheld microphone, but it's a dynamic microphone. So it's going to reduce background noises. And I would think for a podcast, that would be ideal. And um, the Blue Yeti, on the other hand, it is a condenser microphone, USB only, and it it's going to pick up a little more background noises, such as, um, you know, I assume dogs barking, your computer noises and all that. And the article basically said, if you're going to interview people live in person, you can use the Yeti. But if you're in your own untreated room, maybe something like the Audio-Technica dynamic microphone is more appropriate. So I'm going to try the ATR2100. Maybe the Blue Yeti has better audio. Maybe it's better built. It looks better. It's It looks like a fancy microphone. It's uh, It looks better built, possibly better constructed. But if the audio is comparable and this dynamic microphone, the ATR2100, uh, eliminates background noises, why not use that? But I did notice at the top of this thing that it was getting a lot of my mouth noises. So I don't know. Maybe I should just reduce the the gain or uh, position my mouth a little, a few inches back. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let me know if you notice any um, audio changes in quality. Let me know on, on my private yacht. Come aboard my private yacht and let me know the the password is squirtsville um, please no further questions regarding the passcode i already said it once 
it is now on record. You can go back and listen to it, but no questions about it. I'm going to say it one more time. Squirtsville. So let me know if you think the Blue Yeti sounds better or the ATR2100. Um, and on with the show. So the th- uh, dog barking again. Kelly, shut the fuck up. Um, 3D. So I wanted to kind of talk about my. Should I get to the juice first, or should I go all the way back in time? I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way back in time. I want to really bore everyone. So that um, everyone leaves the room, and then by the end of this. When I finally get to the juice of this thing. Once again, it's just going to be me, myself, and Irene. Irene's a uh, a wandering homeless woman that entered the auditorium at the last second. And I said, Miss, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. So I've been thinking about the handheld because the 3DS, Nintendo essentially killed off, sadly, by introducing the switch and depending how you look at it you know the the switch is either the future of handhelds or it has killed nintendo's line of handheld and i understand it is a hybrid console and i do use it predominantly in handheld but you know for many many for a long time for many many years Nintendo had a main console and handhelds. Um, I don't, I don't know the exact timeline, but you know it started with the Game Boy, and f- I might get the timelines wrong. I apologize, but they had the, for example, the Game Boy and the NES, the Game Game Boy Advance and the Super NES, and so on and so forth, like the Wii. And the DS and and all that. They had both going on. And I really think that Nintendo dominated the field of handhelds since the Game Boy. The Game Boy um, and all its iterations. Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color. Uh, Game Boy, all I really remember as a kid was, I believe it was four AA batteries. And Tetris. That's all I really remember. I don't remember playing any other game on it. And I love Tetris. You know, my brain, this is the way my brain works. I won't think about a game like Tetris for six years straight. Won't think about Tetris at all. And then on Ghost Town Podcast, they'll talk about the Tetris murders. Where one of the guys who, like helped create Tetris, fell on hard times, and ends up killing his wife and child, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, My memory is spotty. And that's sad and terrible, but listening to that episode, all it made me want to do was play Tetris. So then I'll play Tetris for like six six months straight every day. And I actually searched for a while, best way to play Tetris. And... There was no real ideal way for me. Like, I really want that classic experience of playing Tetris on the Game Boy with the original music. 
I can't really, I couldn't really figure out a way. Um, there's ways on, you know, consoles. There's a bunch of variations on consoles. But I don't really, I was holding in a burp. I, Jesus. Should I edit it out? I should. I'm not gonna. Not gonna. Um, I don't really want to play on consoles. I want to play handheld, right? And the Switch, like, finally I figured out a way. The, the Switch has that Tetris 99, and then finally they added a solo option. And I was playing, That's that was my main way of playing. But I, I want that classic way with the original music, and there's just no way. I, I wish... Um, Nintendo, they're not going to do it, I don't think. But I wish Nintendo would re-release the Game Boy, like, for an anniversary, like, a special edition of the, ga- the Game Boy. Here's Tetris, or whatever. It sounds expensive, I don't think they'll do it, because they're focusing on the Switch. Um, and But they did release two Game & Watch versions. I purchased the first one, Super Mario, played it once, now it's collecting dust. I still want that Zelda one, even though it's probably going to collect dust. But anyway, that's all I have for the Game Boy. Actually, there was like the Game Boy Pocket and the Game Boy Color. I think I picked up a Game Boy Color, the teal version. I bought a Tasmanian Devil game on it. I was excited, played it for a few minutes, and then stopped. And that's my memory of the Game Boy Color. I probably bought it for 80 bucks. The the console, I don't know. So, that's that's all the memory I have of the Game Boy. I never invested in the Game Boy Advanced, Advance, or the Game Boy Advance SP. And I remember my cousin, my cousin's kid was really into games. He was into more into games than I was, and he would always carry around his SP, like his SP, all the time, all the time. He had it. I don't know what games he was playing on it, but, and I never got one. You know, there was a weird uh, time in my life when you realize, you you get older and you realize, oh, my parents aren't going to buy me games anymore and game consoles. If I want them, I have to save up for myself and buy it for myself. It's a real terrible realization, like real sad. I still grapple with that to that to this day. A grapple hook, like in Zelda or um, Metroid. And um, so uh, that, was, that was probably during that time. Like the SP, like I don't have money and I'm not all that interested. Graphics don't look that great, but, you know, in retrospect, maybe they do. And here I am in 2022, you know, wishing I had invested so I could play Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission on the SP, but we'll get to that later. So eventually the Game Boy line um, went away, I guess, with the SP. And my cousin was around 2003, maybe 2004. My cousin was like, there are rumblings that Nintendo is working on a, a new handheld system codenamed NX or something. And it ended up being the DS, the dual screen. 
and I remember going to college in two. Th- uh, I don't want to say I'm. I'm fucking old. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. And uh, a, a classmate, an acquaint, college acquaintance of mine, w- was carrying out a p- pink DS. She was into games as well. And I remember looking at that thing, thinking, even before the DS Lite came out, thinking, that thing looks real clunky. It real it looks not sleek. It looks real bumpy. Um, I think she was playing Nintendogs. You know, that was really early on in the life. Obviously, it was the original DS. Then eventually, the DS Lite came out, which looked like a much sleeker, much cooler system and my former girlfriend in you know the early 2000s i'll say she bought me one a ds light which i still have to this day it's a white one still works and the first game she got me was final fantasy 3 and i i loved playing it i really did like that I remember that first memory and the the music. I hope you liked that. I really do. I hope you liked it. Um and I don't I don't remember asking her to get me one. I don't remember pushing for her to get me one, but she got me one. I don't know why, but I I'm very happy she did. And I love that thing. I played a lot on it. I I wish I could remember, but I remember Final Fantasy 3. I remember playing some probably Diner Dash games and Cooking Mama, maybe. I still have a collection of games. I don't really play it that much. By the way, I don't know if I've mentioned, but this is very exciting. I added a new tab to my Excel sheet. It's called... I named it screens and I listed a bunch of devices and the size in inches. So that's very exciting, right? Let me go through some of these. Let me just go through some of these. The Game Boy Advance is 2.9 inches. That's the screen size. Don't quote me on any of these. This is a an Excel sheet that I can edit at any time. Uh, you know, for all I know, I, I but entered any of these at any given time. So I don't know if any of these are accurate. I hope they are, but maybe not. The Game Boy Advance, 2.9 inches. Maybe I could uh, Google it. Tell me if you can hear the typing noises. Um, Game Boy Advance screen size. 2.9 inches, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we can talk about it now in retrospect. That's a tiny screen. And the screens keep getting bigger, which is interesting. Actually, I I, I didn't put the Game Boy original Game Boy screen size. Um, it should just tell me right away, like literally. I mean, come on. Just give me give me the data right away. Of course it doesn't. It's going to make me read. But I'm live on a podcast. Um, display size. 
Um, it doesn't even give me the diagonal. All right, well, it says original 1.9 inches by 1.7 inches. Pocket 1.9. Okay, same thing. 1.9 inches by 1.7 inches. I don't know the diagonal because it won't tell me. Just tell me. Anyway, 2.9 inches on the Game Boy Advance is tiny. So the DS Lite is 3.12 inches. These are all tiny screens. Like, I guess they think that kids are small, so they can tolerate a small screen. I don't know. Um, so look at this. 3DS is 3.53 inches. PSP is 4.3 inches. 3DS XL and the 2DS XL are 4.88 inches. PS Vita is 5 inches. Switch Lite is 5.5, and then finally we get to the Switch 6.2 inches. Um, also, keep in mind, the Wii U gamepad is also 6.2 inches. Um, I, I currently have an iPhone XS Max, which is old at this point. And according to online research, my iPhone XS Max is slightly larger than the Switch screen, but the display viewable screen is slightly smaller. I think the list is like 6.5 inches, but it, the viewable screen is slightly smaller. The Switch OLED and the Steam Deck are 7 inches. I think the screens are only going to get bigger, and in my opinion... I think that's cool. I really do because we a 7-inch screen it's it's not that big. I mean it's big by a handheld console standard, but I I played predominantly my Switch in handheld mode. I enjoy it. I like it. I like the experience. And 6.2 to 7 is not that big of a stretch. And I don't I think it'll just get bigger and better. Um, so that's it for my screen tab on my Excel sheet. What were we talking about? My voice is cutting out on me. Um, by the way, this morning, actually it's 2 p.m. God damn it. Um, I am preparing to go to on vac a, a little vacay with my wife and I'm excited because well I'm excited for the hotel I I like hotels the best part of any and every vacation for me is the hotel and I don't know if a lot, a lot of people agree with me but uh, you know everyone likes to sightsee and explore and do whatever I like the AC in the hotel because when I was a kid my parents never used the AC to this day. I, I've taken pictures of the of the thermostat in our house with the AC off because it doesn't work most of the time. And it's 95 degrees in the house. And my parents just, they just take it. They're like, well, we're saving money. I'm like, yeah, but you're dying. You're literally dying. You're going to get heat stroke. Um, you guys are old and it's hot. It's too hot in a household. It's too hot in a house. It's a ho It's a hot house our house is a sauna and you're going to die in it 
and you're gonna your your dead corpses are gonna smell up the house. All right, let's get let's get back let's get back to the story. Anyway, my wife fell asleep earlier today at one twenty p.m. She said, "Wake me up at one thirty. It is now two o five. I didn't wake her up. Went up to my little office here so I can record the podcast. She hasn't texted, so hopefully she's still sleeping and." Soon, she's going to get mad at me, but I'm going to tell her, it's your fault. You were tired, and you looked so beautiful there, lying there asleep. I didn't want to wake you. Hopefully, that'll uh, blow things over, and if not, I'll just be like, it was your fault, all right? What were we talking about? Um, dog barking. Game Boy Advance DS. Okay, so the DS Lite came, and I really liked it. I played, it got, I got a lot of mileage out of it. And I don't really turn it on that much, but I recently, recently bought two repros of Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission on Game Boy Advance. I think they came from China. I paid like 22 total for both of them. And I can play them on my DS Lite because the DS Lite is capable of playing Game Boy Advance games. The only problem is you play on the bottom screen. I, I guess they're both the same size, but it's, again, looking at my sheet, it's a 3.12 inch size screen on that DS Lite. And one of the best reasons right now for owning a Wii U is that you can play Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission on the Wii U. You can buy them digitally. I want to say they're $7.99 each, maybe. And uh, it's a great buy for both of them. And you can play it on the game on the gamepad, which I believe I did. My chair is squeaking. I apologize for that. Or you can connect the gamepad you can play on the tv i think you can play on the tv don't quote me on that but you know the wii u kind of came and went it was an unfortunate situation for nintendo but you can play like oh i just said it but you can play old game boy advance metroid games on it for, on a 6.2 screen or connected to a tv that's great because that's a great way to play those old Metroid games. And if you're if you're hooked on Metroid Dread like I am, you know the 2D Metroid games are f kind of few and far in between. Not really. For a while there, they were releasing them one after another. But then, what, there was a 17-year break other than the remake of Samus Returns, which I also love. It's awesome. So that's, okay, the DS Lite. All right, so the DS Lite. Next is the 3DS. So the DSi, I don't, I don't really know the difference between the DS Lite and the DSi. I never invested in the DSi. I kind of wish I did, you know, new shiny thing. I, I kind of wanted it just because, just but I never invested. Can you hear my dogs? Can you hear them bitches? Um, I never invested in a DSi, unfortunately. And those are old, pretty old at this point. And then came the 3DS, which 
you know, I have three. Oh, God, the dog's singing a song. Can you hear them howling like they're like wolves? Um, so the 3DS, I don't remember when I purchased one, but I used to be a frequent visitor of ocremix.org. I haven't visited the site in many years, but I remember in some of the forums, they kept talking about Animal Crossing New Leaf. And I was like, what is all this hubbub about Animal Crossing New Leaf? So I spent... I'm assuming this was kind kind of late in the 3DS life. Maybe not super late, but I wanted the teal slash turquoise 3DS. And I had to special order it from like Walmart in Simi Valley. So, which was, you know, a little ways from my work at the time. In LA County, I think. So I ordered it. And holding in a burp again. Disgusting. Um, So I ordered the turquoise, aqua blue, whatever you call it, um, 3DS. I went down to Simi Valley, got it. And I played Animal Crossing New Leaf. And it didn't really hit the spot for me. Um, Maybe I should try it again. But I think... I'd never played it before, so it was, I don't know, it was a new experience, but it didn't really speak to me, the game. But maybe I should try again. I I bought Animal Crossing for my wife. She didn't really get into it either, but we'll see. I might try New Leaf again just to revisit it and see. And then, but, you know, you get into that mode, and I still have the 3DS. I'm holding it in my right hand as we speak. This one, I honestly didn't get that much mileage out of. Um, However, the game, you know, there's always a game that kind of, I don't know the right phrase, but breaks the system for you. That's not the right phrase, but there's a game that made you feel like, oh man, this system was totally worth it so I could play this game. Like the Wii U, that's where I played Breath of the Wild the first time. And I was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. Uh, One of my top 10 favorite gaming experiences was playing Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. And the 3DS, that game for me was Samus Returns. And I actually played it on the the original 3DS. And after I played Samus Returns, I decided... I want the 3DS XL. And at the time, they were releasing a special Metroid 3DS XL. So I bought it. And I still have it and I still use it and I I love it. It's one of my prized possessions. And that game made the 3DS experience for me, Samus Returns. And unfortunately, let me see, Samus, Samus... Samora, what's that? Samus Returns came out in 2017, and the Switch came out in 2017. So I believe people cite it as, you know, Metroid Samus Returns came out late in the 3DS timeline, 
lifetime. So it didn't get a lot of plays, it didn't get a lot of purchases because people were already onto the Switch. Which is true, but I believe Samus Returns was very well received. It should be, because um, I really loved it. According to here, Reception, Metacritic 85 out of 100, Destructoid 8 out of 10, Famitsu 32 out of 40, Game Informer 9.75 out of 10, GameSpot 9 out of 10, IGN 8.5 out of 10, Nintendo Life, there's a bunch of stars. I'm not going to count it, Nintendo Life. I'm not going to count those stars. You should have a number there. You should. All right, correct it. Correct it. Nintendo World Report, 9.5 out of 10, Polygon 9 out of 10, U.S. Gamer, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 stars. It doesn't say the max number of stars, U.S. Gamer. Please learn with us. Um, but Sam's Returns I loved. And that, that really made the game for me. I wish... Uh, for this special bonus episode, I wish I had my collection standing before me. Just so I could read through some of the games... I have, but I, I don't have it in front of me because I'm a douche. I'm a douche. So that's the 3DS XL. Um, I have the PSP listed here. I remember in 2003, one of the girls bringing in a PSP and it was the talk of the town. I think they were playing maybe Street Fighter on it. And it was a big deal because Sony was trying their hand at a handheld console, PSP. I have a PSP. Uh, I don't know the num the model number, but I like that little thing. I didn't play too much on it, but my favorite games on it were Crisis Core, Padapon, and a, a Sega Genesis compilation, which I played uh, Kid Chameleon on it repeatedly. And I love that thing. Um, I haven't played that in a while. That's 4.3 inches PSP. I recently purchased a PS Vita, by the way. I haven't had a game to break the system. That's not the right phrase. That can't be. PS Vita is 5 inches. And so where are we at? So it brings us to the, the 3DS XL. And like I said at the top of this thing, you can either see it one of two ways. The Nintendo Switch killed off um, Nintendo's domination in the handheld system market. Or it's continuing the log legacy by jumping into the future with a hybrid handheld console. So, But the, th the 3DS XL, the 3DS line is essentially ending. Let me look at an article here. Um, basically, uh, August 29th, so right now, as of July 26, 2022, when I'm recording this, you can still use eShop cards to add funds to an account in a Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the 3DS family of systems. I, I've tried it, I do it, I've done it in the past week or so, I've done it a bunch. You can buy an eShop card um, I haven't done a physical, but I do it digitally on Best Buy, on Amazon, buy a digital code, and you can add it on the 3DS or the Wii U eShop account. And 
that's going to end on August 29th. So about a month away from today. But when you hear this, you know, I don't know when you'll hear this. Possibly never. Probably never. And on March 27, 2023, it will, be, it will no longer be possible to make purchases in Nintendo eShop for the Wii U system and the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. So I think uh, it's the end of an era, to quote Rachel Green and Monica Gelhar. March 27, 23, 2023, mark that on your calendars, folks. Um, let me open the Audacity app to make sure I'm still recording. You know, I remember when they announced that the Wii shop was closing. And I don't know how everyone else felt, but I felt like sad, like bad. Like, I love the eShop. I love the virtual console. And ActRaiser kept coming up on lists like, you're not going to be able to play ActRaiser ever again. I kept looking at the description for that game, and it was not appealing to me at all. I may or may not have purchased it based on everyone's recommendations. That being said, I think I purchased a few games on the Wii Shop before it closed, but I haven't um, powered up my Wii in a long time. So, th- I mean, that's 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 life, you know. Unless you're an avid, avid, avid gamer or avid collector and you're powering up older systems all the time. My nephews came over a, a few years ago and they were like, we want to play Wii. So I hooked up the Wii and they were playing like Wii Sports. And it's cool. That's really the real reason to, to keep these systems alive in your hearts. But like the Wii shop came and went. It's been closed for a long time and I haven't played it in a while. And now the Wii U and Nintendo 3DS shop are closing. And it's it's sad. It's an end of an era. You know, the Wii U, I think it's, a, it's a, an episode in and of itself. But briefly, I, I love the Legend of Zelda series. And I remember being like, I don't own a Wii U. And the Wii U is on its way out. You know, this was years ago. And I was like, well, they have the Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess, which is probably my favorite Zelda game, HD on the Wii U. Maybe I should invest in a Wii U just so I could have those games before they go to the way of the the dodo, you know. So I looked online. I think a Wii U new was probably, I don't know, 250 or 300 or something like that. So I looked on OfferUp and I scored one for 125 used. And I go to I go to the place and it's just a a couple like renting out a room in the back of the house. Not that that's important or matters. I'm just telling the story. And they they were very quiet. I'm sure they were nervous whenever a stranger comes into the house, OfferUp or whatever. And I saw that they had a Switch. I think they had a PS4 too. I'm like, oh, you got the Switch. How is it? And they're like, it's cool. And I'm sure they wanted to sell the Wii U because they got a Switch. So I bought the Wii U. Um, they gave me Jurassic Lego Jurassic World or something like that. I never played it. 
I own it, never played it. And I mean, that's, that's where I played Breath of the Wild and I loved it. I loved the Wii U for a while. And then like, I don't know how much later, but my wife eventually bought me a Switch. So like the Wii U is just, I, I, I still love it though. And like I said, Metroid. Try to get your hands on a used Wii U for a good price and play those Metroid. Speaking of Metroid, I'm huge on Metroid right now. I love it. Um, I saw that there was a Castlevania Advance um, collection that was released on the Switch. I don't know when. Come on, Wiki. Just give it to me, Wiki. Please. Castlevania. Ugh. I don't think it's going to give it to me. Oh, here. September 23, 2021. Castlevania Advance. I've tried repeatedly to play Castlevania games. I I can't get into it. It's always clunky. It's always weird. It, to me, there's hands down, Metroid wins about 80 billion percent over Castlevania. I mean, it shouldn't even be called a metroidvania it should just be called metroidology or something vania shouldn't even be in the title i'm sure that's blasphemous blasphemous i know people love castlevania but if they release a castlevania advanced collection why the f did they not release a metroid advanced collection on the switch i don't i do not get it castlevania i don't even know who owns that franchise but metroid is very much a nintendo franchise nintendo property i mean castlevania's konami but they don't i don't believe they they don't like nintendo doesn't own it like they own metroid so what uh, I guess they're just waiting, biding their time for some reason. I don't know why. But I hope... when Okay, 1986, when is the anniversary? Um, give me the calculator, computer. Give it to me. Siri, give me the calculator. Alexa, how come all the AIs have abandoned me? Oh, Jesus Christ. According to Sifanatics... The AIs are attached with rubber bands to the human, always pulling them to the human, and he human to the AI. By the way, you have a new notification. Do you want to hear it? No, but thank you, Alexa. Thank you. Sorry, I don't know that one. Get away from me. I guess Alexa is always listening. That's, that's pretty freaky. I don't know if you heard that because I'm using the ATR2100 dynamic microphone that um, reduces background noise but alexa started talking to me it's pretty pretty freaky 2022 minus 1986 so last year was the 35th anniversary of metroid this is something i still don't really understand okay super mario i get it i love super mario practically everyone loves super mario so you have this big old hubbub over the 35th anniversary for Super Mario. You have merch, you have games, you have all this. You have a huge Nintendo Direct, you have all an event, you have all this stuff. 
Zelda's anniversary goes by nothing. I mean, Skyward Sword, maybe. The Game & Watch, maybe. Metroid 35th anniversary, nothing. Like, I, I don't know if they ever addressed it. Like, due to COVID and all this, we are not going to release we're not gonna celebrate the 35th or it's delayed or anything i i don't understand like i love super mario but i also love zelda and i lo also love metroid so why why what happened here are you waiting for the 40th like i don't get it um i'm all over the place so the 3ds the eShop is closing that's all we're talking about. So when I early in this episode, I said when I get to the meat of this thing, I wanted to go through the 39 best. I wanted to go through eShop e games that you should get before they're gone forever. This is I'm looking at a Nintendo Life article. Great. My wife texted. Ugh, I got to get ready. So I, I don't think I can go through this list. We'll we'll see. I'm going to pause. I'm going to either end the episode now or pause it, but we'll see. I kind of wanted to go through some of the games that you should get before the eShop closes, but I can't do it right now. But um, let's pause. Hello. That's from a TV show. Um, I am recording this second part, I guess you could call it, of the podcast. On July 30th, 2022, I am back from vacay, and this is going to be the second part. I just said that, damn it. Um, I just kind of, uh, I wanted to take a break from the podcast a little bit, um, talk about the vacay. No one cares, not even me, not even my wife. She's like, we're done, it's over with, let's move on with our lives until we die. So... Before, you know, I, I plan on just looking through the list of some games that we should go through um, before the eShop closes next year, because that's what this episode was about. And at the top of this episode, I said that this was going to be a bonus. I'm just going to make this a main episode because um, I got all my days and times and weeks and years and calendars mixed up. I, I thought my Thor episode was going to air like a in a future week, but in the past the future was the future, so now the future is now it's the past now. In other words, the, the my Thor review already aired, so I don't. It's now Saturday, and I don't have an episode ready for for Monday, so I'm just gonna release this on Monday. Um, and the only movie I've seen since ever, since Thor, is The Gray Man. And that's, it's a movie based on a book. It's not really based on a video game. So I'm not going to release, I'm not going to talk about that. I'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, the audio looks very small. I don't know why. Um, again, I'm using the ATR2100. The, the gain is the same. I don't know. Maybe I should talk louder. Maybe I should talk closer to the mic. I don't know. Let me talk about the vacay a little bit. 
we went to i'm sure no one's listening at this point anyway so i can talk freely i can really lay it in to those foreigners um we went to lake arrowhead my wife likes to you know in over the years she likes to vacation i think most people do but like when a when an upcoming celebration is coming up she'll she'll want to travel somewhere we don't go anywhere far we rarely travel outside of california the furthest we've really gone is las vegas where my brother is i have family out there and we like vegas we got married in vegas but i haven't even taken her up to san francisco yet i've never been to port God, I always want to say Portugal, Oregon, Portland. Jesus Cristo. Um, I hear it's a cool town up there. I hear there's some good eats. So I want to check out Oregon. Never been to Seattle. I'm a homebody, so I like staying home, doing nothing, chilling, playing video games. That that's me. But she likes to travel and vacay. So, and for whatever reason, she picked Lake Arrowhead, which is not far from us. It's about an hour and some change, not even an hour and a half. But you drive up the whatever you call it, mountain canyon, windy road section, and we were there. And I had never been there. And you know, she, I think she just Google's a bunch like cool vacation spots in california so she found lake arrowhead so we went up there and it was cool um i had not issues but it's a very white town um it's something that i noticed right away not that there's anything wrong with that but um (laughs) we get to the we get to the place we stayed at the lake arrowhead resort and spa and the 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 lady the i don't know what you call it the concierge uh desk clerk at the hotel resort place she was super nice to this lady be, um in front of us and then she just seemed a little stern with us and she's like how may i help you and i was like uh yeah we're here to check in and he's like okay here's so it was expensive. It kind of blindsided me. The hotel was supposed to be two twenty nine for two nights. Get one night free. It's like okay, cool. Oh, and by the way, there's a thirty five per night resort fee. Um, part of the deal, unrefundable. Okay. We get there. Oh, by the way, there's a seventy five per night um, incidental fee in case. Um, there's in case there's anything that incurs further charges, this extra fee will cover it. And I was like, okay, so that'll be eight eight hundred and eighty dollars. I'm like, what the fuck, really? I didn't say that. I was like, yes, ma'am. Anything you say, ma'am. Yes, white lady. And so it really blindsided me. So I like I try my card. My my credit card, my eBay credit card, which I've been mindlessly charging and swiping for the past few months because I'm really I'm very bad with money. I try it once. She's like, oh, it didn't go through. Uh, you want to try it again? So I try it again. Didn't go through. 
uh, you want to call your bank? Tell them where you are. And I'm like, uh, not really. I turn to my wife. Do you have any cards? She's like, no. And I, and then I start panicking. I start sweating. And um, I was afraid she was going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. We don't allow broke-ass bitches into our resort and spa. Um, and I try the card another time. Declined. And this, and now I'm really panicking. I'm like, what the fuck? What are we going to do? Like, this has been planned for months. This is my wife's big birthday celebration. And finally, I realized I had one card that I don't usually carry on me, but I had it on me. And it was my Apple card. Um, And it's a weird card because it's like metal. It's like one of those thick metal cards that doesn't have any numbers or I'm I'm not I think it has my name on it but it just has the chip. And luckily um cuz I checked my eBay card online, I finally checked it after all these months. There's 75 available on it. So I was trying to charge 880 on a card that only had $75 available on it. And then luckily the Apple card went through. And it was like a sigh of relief because we probably would have had to just cancel and gone home if I didn't have that card or maybe go home and bring another card, like drive an hour and 10, an hour, 15 minutes back down the mountain. I don't know if it's a mountain or what. I think it's a mountain. And and then drive back with a new card. Kind of a hassle, but um, I'm not saying... The people weren't nice. Everyone was nice, but it was just oddly very white. Um, and then over the, our stay, we stayed from Tuesday night until Thursday night. And then Friday, we came back. Uh, we realized that this area is basically for rich whites. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you do feel kind of weird as a couple of Asians, um, a couple of Filipino people were like, I, I, my, my recurring joke to my wife was like, um, calling up a restaurant in advance. Um, hi, do you allow non-whites into your establishment? Um, stuff like that. And it wasn't really like that. I, it's just all my imagination. But it was because we went on this boat tour. We tr- we tried to go it. Uh, we tried to go on it one day, and the boat was broken. And then again, my joke was like, um, the people behind the cashier was like, "If they're white, let them through. If they're anything other than white, tell them the broke the boat is broken." I messed up the joke, but you get the gist. And so fin- so we didn't go. And then Thursday, we ended up going to Big Bear, which uh, my mom told me that we went to when I was very, very young. So I don't remember it. But this is how dumb and ignorant I am. And I don't know if shelter is another word, but I always thought that Big Bear was just a mountain, And whenever people said, oh, we're going up to Big Bear, they're going up to the mountain. And that is true. There is a Big Bear mountain, I think. But there's a whole city. I was like, what the fuck? There's like roads. It's like people who have never been to Hawaii, how they think 
Um, it's just people who ride on dolphins from island to island and there's no buildings and no hotels and no roads. Maybe no one thinks that. Maybe that's just in my imagination. But that's kind of how I thought Big Barrow. It's like all mountainous regions and all nature and there's no roads and no buildings. But there's a whole... We went to... Well, first we went to the Big Bear Alpine Zoo, which is what brought us out there. And it was cool. There was some animals. My wife kept joking, like, all the animals are asleep. This was a waste of money. She didn't say that, but it kind of was. It wasn't. We were help, um, supposedly helping animals. I don't know, rehab. Um, it was cool. And then we went to Big Bear, Big Bear Lake Village with all these shops and restaurants and it was it was cool it was nice it was interesting because we saw like five different parties at the zoo also at the village so obviously those are like two very popular um guest visitation tour destinations um i don't know what words i'm using but so finally we we went on the boat tour on friday our last day and you know we get on the boat it's it looks like it it seats 10 people but it it seats 65 people and first of all i felt at first i felt relaxed because the captain was very funny and very cool and he was cracking jokes and the funny thing was was he was cracking jokes about how only rich people can afford to live here. Which is true, but it's funny how they allow this captain to make kind of self-referential, self-aware jokes about the town. Because you would think that if they hired this cap, this boat captain, he'd be like, um, he'd try to attract people to, to move there, to increase tourism and increase economy. But no, he was cracking jokes about how you could you had to be rich to live there but it is true all the houses are in the millions and you know most people i'm assuming most people who visit that town lake arrowhead and who take this boat tour are you know middle class lower middle class who can't afford that and they just come here for a vacation a day maybe two days to look around the town and so he was making he was like british or he was pretending to be british i'm pretty sure he was british and he was making jokes and it was funny and what was annoying is there was a bunch of kids and you know i get it everyone has kids but they were screaming obviously the kids don't care about the narration on the boat so why take them on the boat and then you have to tend to your kids so you can't hear the narration on the boat so really you're just there to waste money and ruin the fun for everyone on the boat i really wanted to hear what the narr- the captain was saying he was saying stuff like uh lucille ball lived in that house for 14 years um this other guy he contributed to the military so they thanked him by giving him all this land and then his family later sold it off um and then john candy had a house here and glenn Keane of disney fame had a house here i heard some of it but then eventually it's a 50 55 minute boat ride all these kids just start screaming and at one point that all the kids went in front of me and my wife for some reason um to make my life miserable and then to 
I don't know. It was it was weird. I'll say one more thing about the boat ride. There was this one guy who came on the board. Immediately, I didn't like him. I didn't like his vibe. He felt like he was kind of big and he had a backwards hat on. And he just felt real aggro. Uh, just the way he was walking, just the way he gave his tickets to the captain. He was like, here, take, here's the tickets, you bastard. Um, and then he started talking to everyone around him like as, as if he ruled the room. I don't know. I didn't like him. So we were driving by in the in the boat. We were, you know, boating. And then there's there's people, people who live there out on the lake because it's a private lake. You have to live there to get access to the lake and you have to be part of the Arrowhead Lake Association. And this guy was wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt. And I full disclosure, I'm just going to be real honest here. I don't know what Let's Go Brandon is. I don't know what it means. I don't know who Brandon is. I don't know Brandon's last name. I really don't know. I have no idea. Well, for some reason, I'm assuming it's a Trump thing. I think people who say Let's Go Brandon are Trump supporters. I have no idea if that's accurate. I don't know if that's true. But let's just say it is true. Just from context clues and through osmosis, I learned what it means but as of this moment i really don't know what it means i don't want to look it up i'm kind of proud that i don't know what it means because whenever people go through like whenever there's a a new hashtag i i kind of pride myself in not knowing what they mean um because they add nothing to my life but maybe i should learn what this means i don't know so the aggro guy with the backwards hat he goes let's go brandon and then a bunch of people started cheering. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. And they started clapping. And then that's when I my butthole tensed. And then I was like, are all these rich whites going to reach into the, the lifesaver cabinets and then take out spears and then yell, spear anyone who's not a white. Gather them up and, and kill them. Um, that didn't happen, but you know, I got scared for a minute because I don't know what "Let's Go Brandon" means, and it's interesting when you're stuck with with a group of people for a prolonged um prolonged period of time. Like in an elevator, you probably you have a few seconds to kind of gauge your situation, but on a fifty minute boat ride, you're like you're stuck with these people. Um, not that you have to interact with them that much. I didn't really. I kept my mouth shut uh, as a calm, quiet, meek Asian that I am. But I don't know. It was on my mind. And I kept making jokes to my wife like, um, uh, are Asians allowed to be here? Like, I don't know. But that's it. We we enjoyed our, our, ourselves Lake Arrow, Lake Arrowhead's a cool place. It's just, it just feels like a place for the rich, but it is a cool vacation spot, destination spot. Um, and we enjoyed ourselves at Big Bear. There's also a Lake Gregory I kind of want to check out. Um, I think that's it. That's all I got to say. Let's check out some video games. Um... So I have some 
articles online that I picked out. And I'm just going to go through them and then we'll end the episode there. So like I got, like I went through the beginning of this episode, it's supposed to be a handheld retrospective. So I talked about, you know, the Game Boy, the DS, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, I don't know if I should go through this DSiWare just because I don't have a DSi. And I might have DS access to DSiWare on my 3DS, but I'm not sure. Um, the handheld counterpart to WiiWare. This was a walled garden of digital-only games that appeared first on the DSi hardware revision of the original DS. is often overlooked, but is still currently accessibly... You guys need an editor. is still currently accessible via the 3DS shop in its own little section, and it's got a lot more games of note than you might have expected! Exclamation mark. Let's let's just go through these. Um, Photo Dojo DSiWare. Um, I made a big mistake. I don't think I should go through these. Uh, I'll go through them real quick. Escape. Mario versus Donkey Kong Minis March again. I might have purchased that one recently. I I have some of those on DS and they're fun. Those mini mini marching games starship patrol aura 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 climber these pictures are terrible i mean they don't even aura aura climber the picture is a clouds that's that's the image lincoln launch is a, a picture of a planet dragon quest wars gg series the hidden ninja kagemaru I just burped. Dark Void Zero. I don't know any of these games. Should I check these out? Pinball Pulse, The Ancients Beckon. Um, I think I made a, a huge mistake. Art Style Picto Bits. Yeah, this is not going well. Um, Steam World Tower Defense. That sounds cool. I like I like Tower Defense games they're fun um i think there was some like starcraft mods that were like tower defense but using starcraft i, I wish i knew how to access those pioro mighty flip champs now i'm just reading games that i've never heard of this was a bad idea um I'm going to move on to Wii U eShop games. 23 Wii U eShop games you should get before they're gone forever. Um, affordable Space Adventures. I actually purchased that recently on the Wii U because it's apparently highly praised and it made very good use of the gamepad. I haven't played it yet, but I'm happy to own it. The Swapper, which sounds disgusting. Um, I think I purchased that as well. I'm excited to check that out. Nano Assault Neo. Bit Trip. 
Year Walk. I don't think I could find Year Walk on the Wii U. Um, it's probably on Steam. NES Remix and NES Remix 2. Dungeons and Dragons, Chronicles of Mistara. There's two more pages. Race the Sun. Scram Kitty and his buddy on rails. Whoa, Dave. They need to work on the title making. Art Academy Sketchpad. Lone Survivor, the director's cut. Tengami. DuckTales Remastered. Star Fox Guard. Um, I believe I have that a physical copy. It yeah, it came with Star Fox Zero. I haven't played either. You know what I, I used to like was Star Fox. I didn't realize that Star Fox started all the way back in the SNES days, but Star Fox 64 was awesome. And how you could um, play as a tank in that one level, it was awesome. I'm probably going to purchase Star Fox 64 on 3DS. The physical ones I keep seeing are like expensive. I think the digital one is $19.99. But that game was awesome. I wonder if it's on the Wii U as well. I know they tried a different, a few different things. They tried Star Fox Adventures. I think that was 3D exploration type thing. I believe that I own that on GameCube, but I don't own a GameCube. But I can play it on my Wii, but I don't think I ever have. Chasing Aurora, Wii U eShop, Dr. Luigi. Again, Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars. Mini Mario and Friends Amiibo Challenge, Bike Rider Ultra DX World Tour, Knit Underground, Pushmo World. I purchased the trilogy of Pushmo games just because it keeps it kept topping those lists of games that you should get. Um, I haven't played it, so I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I should really look into those DSi games because I'm not familiar and they're going to be gone forever. You know, gone forever. So let's just quickly go through these. And when I when I say go through, I just mean mindlessly list them in a monotone voice and not go into them in detail at all. Box Boy. Um, I guess there are three games on the e 3DS eShop. Box Boy, Box Box Boy, and Bye Bye Box Boy. These keep popping up on these lists. I'll, I'll probably get it because I'm curious, but... I, I mean, I it's one of those things, don't judge a book by its cover, because the art looks very simple. It looks almost too simple, but I'll probably check it out. Pullbox 3D... Um, Box I purchased, but I haven't played it yet. Um, Liberation Maiden I also purchased because I don't know when you see these games on a list to say you need to check these out, you need to buy these before they're gone forever. I'm a I'm a chump. I'm a schmuck that goes maybe I I should check it out before it goes away forever. 
Otherwise, I'm a loser. Um, I think the the opposite might be the correct thing. Harmonite. I think it was fourteen ninety nine. Uh, it felt a little expensive, but you know it's on this list, so I'm curious. Three D Classics Kid Icarus. I think I was a little too young for the original Kid Icarus, or I don't remember it. I remember the name, but I don't remember playing the actual original game. Um, and I, I I purchased a physical copy of Kid Icarus, the, the new one, Uprising. Haven't played it. 3D Classics, Kirby's Adventure. Pocket Card Jockey, I I bought that. I haven't played it. My Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. Um, I I don't know anything about Picross, and those keep popping up, so I am curious, but I don't know anything about it. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Dual Destiny is. You know, I've I played some of these games on DS and you know they were okay, they were unique, but they didn't necessarily pull me in. But um the description sounds funny. Poor Phoenix. Poor Phoenix and poor Apollo. Their digital only exploits are soon to be lost forever, locked away in the prison that is the three DS eShop. Dual Destinies marks a fantastic turn in the Ace Attorney series towards glossy 3D visuals and dark storytelling. Plus the introduction of new lawyer Athena Sykes and that one case where you have to defend an orca that's been accused of murder. If only they'd re-release this one, eh? Hint, hint, hint. Um, what's Athena Sykes look like? I bet she's a babe, right? Attack of the Friday Monsters, A Tokyo Tale. I believe I purchased that also. Haven't played it. You know what I have been playing lately? And it's been to the detriment of my wallet. Is a Nintendo Badge Arcade. And if you're not familiar with Nintendo Badge Arcade, it is a free to play but microtransaction game where it's basically you can it's like a crane game and you have to pay real money that's right real money to play a crane game and then you can use these very this various cranes some are actual cranes some are bombs they're they're creative with it and you can get these badges that you can use to decorate your 3DS system, um, like your homepage. And you can use it like I have, I have a folder that I put Donkey Kong games. And if you get a Donkey Kong badge, you can use it to decorate your Donkey Kong folder. So it'll be an image of Donkey Kong rather than the letter D. It's a cool idea, but ever since I found out about it, I've been playing it, you know, $4 or more every day to play this game so I can try to get as many badges as I can. And I don't know. It's 
it's not a waste of money. It's fun, but it's it's eating up my money. It's like an arcade game, which is smart on Nintendo's part. And the fact that the 3DS is not going to allow you to pr- make any further purchases makes a loser chump like me like, oh, I got to get all the badges I can. Um, but check that. I, I, I'm assuming it's on this list, but I probably should have waited to talk about it. But that's that's me. That's me. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I don't really know what that is, but um, I bought it. I guess it was it's it's free to download, but I don't know what what it's like. It's here. It's saying it's a free to play experimental game. So I got to check it out. Three D Classics Twin B. I recently purchased. For a while, I was obsessed with that shooting game. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the name, but it's it's a really cool plane shooting game on the Switch. It's called, like, I have no idea what it's called. I'm drawing a blank. But it's very cool, and you can... The more you play, you collect stars, and you can power up and upgrade your plane and weapons and all this stuff. It's very cool. I don't know how to pronounce this one, but it's VVVVVV. Um, I don't know what this is. Um, 3D Classics Excite Bike. Uh, that that's just a nostalgia game for the music and uh, like most like many early Nintendo games it's frustrating it's frustrating play is my audio picking up i doubt it weapon shop de omasi um what if an rpg was all about the chap who runs the weapon shop I purchased that, haven't played it. 3D Outrun. Here it is, Nintendo Badge Arcade. Another one in Nintendo's short-lived foray into microtransactions. Nintendo Badge Arcade let lets players pay real money for a go on some virtual crane games, which would provide them with small Nintendo-themed stickers for their 3DS homepage. Pointless, you say? Hmm, maybe. It's pretty cool, though, and the arcade bunny is cute. We also might have got a tiny bit addicted to the pixel art badges as we use them to label and decorate our various virtual console folders. Must get that Game Boy badge. Nintendo Badge Arcade hasn't had any new badges since 2017, but the choice of old badges is still massive. Soon you won't be able to pump real money into it. This is a this is a bummer. That's the thing. I just discovered this game and I think it's really cool. I think it's a really fun game. I think it's a really fun idea for the game. According to this, the release date was November 2015. According to this article, they haven't had any new badges since 2017. I started playing it in 2022 and the, they're going to stop um, allowing you to make any purchases in March 2023. So, like, I, I I don't know how much it costs to keep these old 
infrastructures open. You know what I mean? I don't know how much it costs and how much, you know, real estate and all that stuff it takes to keep the Wii shop open, the eShop open for the 3DS, DSi, and the Wii U. I'm assuming it's expensive and, you know, they want to focus on the Switch, but there are some people who they're discovering this stuff now and you're not allowing any gamers to discover your old catalog. Some people want to play old games and discover older games. And I only discovered Nintendo Nintendo Badge Arcade in 2022 like and now I only have months to enjoy it before I can't even pay money to play it. I'm I'm offering money to play this game. I'll pay money to play this game. And you're saying, no, no, thank you. We don't want the money. Nintendo, get your shit together. 3D Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So some of these games are, um, you know, if you like the 3D aspect of the 3DS, this is obviously, this is like the only way to play it, you know, unless there's some, some other VRs version or something but 3d sonic the hedgehog 3d sonic the hedgehog 2 there's also some like 3d streets of rage you should check it out there's a sega 3d classics collection as well crimson shroud um i think i bought this one haven't played it the thing i'm worried about is they it's it uses dice i'm not interested in dice not interested in dice. I'm also not interested in card games, but there's a girl on this image of Crimson Shroud and she looks hot, so I bought it. Arrow Porter. This one's I haven't played it. I think I bought it. It sounds interesting. Arrow Porter, another game from Level 5's It's I don't know what they're trying to do there. Nintendo Life. Come on. Is an airport management simulation that's mostly about baggage handling. Honestly, that sounds interesting. That sounds kind of fascinating. And it sounds weird. And it sounds interesting. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Siesta Fiesta. Um, I think I bought this. Festival colored breakout style gameplay. It adds new elements like fire, ice, and alternative paddles to mix things up. It's just a really, really good paddle ball game, and developer Mojo Bones is still kicking in 2022 with their next game, Chrono Faction, currently in the works for Switch. Here's 3D Streets of Rage 2. Another hot babe on the cover of this thing. The Starship Damry. I think I bought it. Haven't played it. 3D Gunstar Heroes. Um, here's a fun fact about... Here's a sad fact about me. I used to... I used to go to OC Remix a lot. And I, I would I try to make remixes of video game tracks. I wasn't very good at it. I didn't really have a, not, a knack for production and mixing and all that stuff. And I joined a project because I wanted to improve my skills. And one of them was a 
uh, a remix of a track from Gunstar Heroes, a game that I have never played. Um, but apparently it's a beloved game because they made a whole album for the whole game. I'm not familiar with it. I tried playing it on a phone, I think, and it was so slow it, it wasn't a good port. But um, 3D Gunstar Heroes, check it out. 3D Shinobi 3 Return of the Ninja Master. Dylan's Rolling Western. Um, I bought two of them because they were relatively cheap. I think the third one is like $39.99. I'm like, come on, Nintendo. Do me a solid and bring that price real, real low. All right? Real low. I haven't played those games, but it's a mix between um, tower defense and role-based action, whatever that means. Nintendo Pocket Football Club. Not familiar. Sakura Samurai Art of the Sword. Not familiar. God of Protectors. I think that one's also fourteen ninety nine. It's like okay, fourteen ninety nine is not bad for a game, but if you're trying to buy, like, there's thirty nine games on this list. <sighs> um, fifty pinch barrage, which I checked on the eShop, it's not there, so I don't know what that's about. Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix. I actually purchased this on the 3DS. I think it was twenty nine ninety nine, which is that's high, Nintendo. It's high. Um, Hydro Venture Spin Cycle. Speed through Potzol's puzzle. Splash or Crash. I'm not familiar with these games. Another Phoenix Wright game. The Legend of Kusakari. Nano Assault EX. Picross 3D Round 2. Um, the Denpa Men. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Um, and that's it. At least that's, the, that's it for... <laughs> That's it for this um, article. There's, I'm looking at a title right now on NintendoLife.com, an article by Kate Gray. Here's the title of the article. Backlog Club, Hollow Knight does things that other games wouldn't. That's why it's so good. And here's the little sub-caption. A game about, bug, a game about bugs in this economy? That's pretty funny. Um... That's that's funny. I I want to read it through this, but that's a lot of words, you know. It's a lot of words. Um. Okay, I, I I'm gonna go through this. Never mind, because there's another list on of fifteen more games, but it's the same games. It's the same games, so there's no point in going through this. Um, I think that's all for this episode. Um, I don't think anyone's listening at this point or ever. But I kind of just, you know, I think it's a bummer that Nintendo is closing the eShop. 
I thought it was a bummer when they were closing the Wii shop. And, you know, the Wii, I'm sh- people still have the Wii, but it's an older system. That's what ha- That's what happens. You stop making Wii games so you can make Wii U games. And that was a failure. So you stop making Wii U games and you start making Switch games. I get it, but it's just a bummer. And, you know, Sony announced that they were going to close down the PS Vita shop and PS3 shop. And then fans made an outroar, outcry, rightfully so, because, like, I just got a Vita this year. And I've barely had a chance to explore the games on it. Like, I mean, why, why close off opportunity for more money? People want to buy and want to play older games. Some people haven't checked it out. You know, I I was trying to have a system where, like, when the Wii came out, my strategy was, like, oh, that's when I'm going to get the GameCube because the GameCube's out of fashion. So I'll invest in the GameCube. It'll be older. It'll be cheaper. And then I can get GameCube games. And then when the next system comes out, that's when I'll invest in the Wii. I didn't really stick to that. And now I'm pretty much up to date. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. And the 3DS was a cool thing. The Game Boy was cool. The DS was cool. And the 3DS was cool. And now it's it's just older systems now. And now they're just kind of going to get buried, I guess. And they'll focus on the Switch which is cool and it's the it's the now it's the future but like Rachel Green said it's the end of an era um and I still like my Wii U and I hope they ha- if they have to release um a Metroid um advanced collection on the Switch they have to since they had released it for the Castlevania it doesn't make sense but now I'm repeating myself, so uh, th- thank you for listening. If you like Final Fantasy, please check out youtube.com slash odddrummergaming. I think I'm beginning to really hate that name. Um, I don't think I can change it at this point. I recently passed 400 subscribers on YouTube, which is exciting for me, but it's also anxiety-ridden and... Um, depressing because i don't know i i'm glad i have 400 subscribers but you know that saying you should dance like no one's watching but now that you know that people are watching you have to like watch what you say and you can't be racist or misogynistic publicly it sucks you know i'm kidding all right i'm kidding Um, If you like drums and video games, check out youtube.com slash drumj8. You know, I always have ideas for my drum channel. And surprisingly, I got one subscriber in the past week or so, which, you know, if you're listening, thank you. And, you know, I have a job. I have a wife. I have a family. It's just hard to juggle all these things. 
I don't know if I've mentioned this, but my next idea for the drum channel is I want to take the the bombing mission of Final Fantasy VII, the and turn it into a drum exercise, a stick control exercise. And I'm I'm still trying to think of the format I want to do it. I don't think I want to make it a short because it's short just feels I don't know low effort kind of. I want to take my time with it, maybe add some jokes, add some humor into it. Or maybe people don't like that. I don't know. People don't like me. People hate me. Most of all, myself. I hate myself. Um, I think I got the plugs. Thank you for listening. Stay out and keep playing. Say hi to your pets for me. I hope they are well. Um, That's all I got. See you in the next one. Thank you.